Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Yes, Dorian. yes, you are. How are you doing, you Tom? You are Deacon Jeff. I'm doing well. How are and you, you are doing, Deacon Jeff? Yes, doing, I am. <laughs> I'm doing great. Good. You know what? I'm doing great now, specifically because it's Easter. Catch your breath. The Easter season is fan. I love Easter. It's awesome, isn't it? You know, I got to be honest with you. My favorite mass of the entire year vigil. is the Easter vigil. I can't. How can it not be? It's just fantastic. You know, my wife uh, said, "You know, you had this stupid grin on your face the whole time." <laughs> You know, and I said, well, it wasn't a stupid grin, was it? She goes, yeah, yeah, it was a stupid grin. No, she didn't say that. She she just said I had a, 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 a I would No, it cute. really was a stupid grin. Yeah, well, that, you were there, too. Yeah. She she was nice. She said it was cute. You looked cute no. up there. You were smiling. It was stupid. But I told her what I was smiling at, and she knew what I was smiling at. Oh, I was yeah. looking into the faces of 50 people. Oh, coming into, into the, the church. church. Yeah. We had a big old group of people coming into the church, and I'm part of the RCI process right. at our parish and there's, I just love. It's, it's like, like I'm the a, Super Bowl. I'm a proud papa. There you go. You know, and and all these people who I've I've talked to all along the this course, this this journey, you know, ups and downs, and and I just love RCI because it allows me to have the opportunity to watch people's light bulbs go on, bing mm-hmm. bing bing, at different times in the year. Sure. But then to be able to see this culmination of all these people who've like made this journey. Invested the themselves, and they come in at this, at this vigil. And the vigil is like, I mean, just this big. It's a feast for the senses. It really is. Uh, and and just, it's just so beautiful. And we get to sing hallelujah, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, all the things that, you know, that we've missed during Lent. Lent, mm-hmm. where we dial everything down. But now we got the, oh, my gosh, the Easter lilies. Yeah. They smell so good. It was great. Right? The incense is the everywhere. Incense going. Oh, yeah. It was just a... It was a pile of pleasure. It was. It was something else. And, and, and I, you know, it made me think about something. Uh-oh. Yeah. I, you know, once I get to thinking. Here we go. You know, uh, who knows what's going to happen. Buckle up. I want to talk about one particular couple that I that I encountered in this process, in the RCI process. They actually came in. Do we get their names? No. They, they actually came into the program a little bit late in the year. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if I'm able to, I will take people in. And catch them up. You know, I'll spend time with them, mm-hmm. you know. And so we met outside of the program a couple of days a week so they get caught up where everybody else was. And these, these, this couple, mm-hmm. uh, they also had a couple of kids. And this couple was just like, they were on fire. Because, really? I, you know, and I'm not going to say I'm a great teacher. What I'm going to say is I gave them all the stuff. I, I just helped them to see the beauty of the church. Sure. Right? It went from the very beginning, you know, who is God? What are his attributes, right? What, what did God do? He created. What did he create? The earth, and of course, created man in his image and likeness, gave us free will, and you know we fell. And so then he promised us a savior, right? right. The proto-evangelium. And, and then when that savior came to be with us in the incarnation, what did he do? He started a church. And what does this church do? You know, distributes his grace, his divine life through sacramental theology. And so this... Um, you know, just lay all this stuff out. And they were just like so on board. Lapping it up. Oh, yeah. And I, then I got a weird email mm-hmm. right uh, about two weeks before the Easter vigil. And I was getting ready to go out of town. And I just got this 
you know, email that was like, Hey, uh, so we're, um, I, I just, I just have second thoughts. Now, when this was a, like a week before, about two weeks before Easter. Vigil. Wow. So they and got I, like, they got like four or five months of time invested in this. Yeah. And, and, and so at the, fin- at the wire, they're, they're the finish saying, line, you know, but here's the thing. Now I don't look at this like, Oh, we're losing another one at, you know, pull out all the stops and whatever we can do to convince them to go through the process. Cause I don't do that. No, but you gotta be thinking what happened? Something well, happened. Yeah, I do think that. But again, I, I don't, this sounds callous, but I don't care for my own personal gain. No, I, what you're saying is you want them to want it. I understand Stop that. Stop telling me what I'm thinking. I'm going to tell you exactly <laughs> what you're thinking. <laughs> I want it for them. Don't make me come across no, this table. Tom, you're exactly right. Yeah, please stay on that side. Yeah, You're exactly right in the sense that, uh, you know, I want this for them, but the reality is I can't force it on them. Right. Right. I, I don't, they don't have a faucet. I can just turn it on and off and say, here, have right. faith. Right. You know, believe, you know. They've got to come to it on their own. Yep. And the Holy Spirit has to work on them. Amen. Right? So I, the first thing I always say is, it's okay. Whatever. We can do this later. You know? Sure. And they say, like, well, can we meet? I said, okay, well, we can meet. And so, but the problem was I'd gone out of town, went to New York for four or five days, did a wonderful mission up in Syracuse, New York at Blessed Heart Church. Shout uh, out. A basilica. That's a there. shout out. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. Great, great folks there. Uh, I ate some pierogi. Oh, man, that's good stuff. Yeah, and punchki. You know, the, I haven't the, had punchki. Punchki is like this, uh, it's a donut, jelly-filled Polish donut. You yeah. know that's good for you. It was, oh, it was extremely good for you. Yeah. Because the church women made it, so it was good. Anyway, all that aside. Polish food is <clears> right up your alley. Yeah, exactly right. I, you know, so I, like, I'm going out of town, so when I come back, we'll sit down and meet. And mm-hmm. so in my mind, I'm thinking, well, second thoughts. I mean, second guess, second whatever cold feet, whatever you want to call it. That's okay. It's all part Nothing of the process sometimes. It. Right. And so I met with them. Mm-hmm. And so, so tell me what's going on. I said, first of all, though, whatever you want to do is fine by me. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm here for. I don't get a bonus if you come in. I don't get anything. <laughs> I do hope I get a better seat in heaven. You know, like a little closer right. to the front. I think I'm like on the third row now. <laughs> but I want to get in the first. I want to get in the front row, you know, right. so I can hear Mr. Sinatra sing or whatever. You know, I just want to get in. Yeah, and that's true. You can put me on any row you want to be in. You'll be in maintenance <laughs> if that's what it takes, right? That's okay with me. Amen, brother. So so I said, you know, I don't get anything out of this other than the satisfaction of knowing that, you know, you, you're on fire for something. And you believe something and, and that you, you know, you received the grace uh, to do all this. So I said, you know, there's no magic to the timing. Right. Uh, and so anyway, I, once I told him that, I said, so so what's the deal? What are you guys feeling? What do you think? Mm-hmm. And so then they say it. They said, "What I, I, you know, I didn't suspect this until they said it. Obviously, I thought, oh, I should have thought about this. Mm-hmm. They said, well, you know, we went to mass. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, so they went to mass. What mass are you talking about? Well, we went to one Mass, and it was like on a Wednesday. I said, okay. It was like Wednesday at 6.15 in the morning. I said, hmm. Okay. Daily Mass, 6.15 in the morning. Okay. And so then it's like, uh, you know, but so it wasn't a great experience, and so we went again, you know, like on Thursday, yeah, 6.15 in the morning. It's like, nah, it's, it's just not happening. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what, what are you, oh, my goodness, I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So they start, I, first of all, I let them talk. Right. It's extremely important to let people express themselves fully. We don't listen enough, I think, when we're trying to teach people and we're trying to lead people. Sometimes we want to 
ram it down their throat. And I could have come up with a, a thousand you know, things to say, quips to say. I could have saved the day with whatever comments. But it's like the more important that they come to this on their own, decide for themselves sure. you know, through the gift of the Spirit. It, it, and it can't be me doing this. Mm-hmm. So uh, as I'm listening to them, I'm going, and instantly I knew, okay, these, these are young folks. They've got a couple of kids. And they're used to going to one of these non-denominational evangelical churches. And they're used to raising their hands up in the air. And there's a worship band. And there's some, you know, lights with and blue and red joint. gels on there. And even when they're not rocking the joint, even mm-hmm. when it's like this emotional mm-hmm. thing, you know, they're just like they're experiencing, they're, they're investing their emotion into this presentation. Right. And so then they come to a mass at 615. It's not going to be the same. You know, we don't worship statues, but we have some statues that worship. Right. <laughs> you, know, you come early in the morning, you know, and there's people there, you know, who are not like jumping for joy. Right. Right. And uh, and so you, you and so I'm listening. So I listened for this long thing. It's like we just I don't know if this is spirit filled and we just don't you know, we're not experiencing and feeling the spirit. And, you know, I go to my church and people come up saying, hey, do you know Jesus and Jesus loves you? And isn't it great to be Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And they come to this Catholic church. No one talked to them. Right. And it's like sleepy time. Yeah. And there's like three old ladies in the front. They got the veils and they got these old guys that are walking, you know, pacing by, back in the back, kind of muttering to themselves, praying a rosary while mass is going on. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not the way all churches are. Right. And there's some really fired up folks at 615. But it's a quiet mass. Yeah, I know you're exaggerating. I get it. And then, you know, they also told me that, like, well, you know, the priest, I don't want to tell names or anything, but, you know, the priest kind of, he read something. Mm-hmm. You know, his homily was like, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, Saint so-and-so, and he was martyred on such and such and such a date, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and, you know, and now let's uh, offer our prayers, you know, up to the Father. Right. And it was like we did the intercessions after that, and it's like that was the homily was reading something out of some saint of the day mm-hmm. little book, and so they didn't really feel moved. Right. So, you know, what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. Because, you know, the thing is, what they were saying was true. Yeah. You know, there there was a low emotional appeal mm-hmm. going on. Sure. And so there's a lot of different things I could have done after they had said all that stuff. And they, I let them talk for 20 or 30 minutes. Kind really? Of, kind of, yeah. Well, I wanted them to express themselves and to fully kind of walk through so they could mm-hmm. articulate what they've been feeling. But they needed to articulate it. And, you know, sometimes we even recognize in ourselves a difference mm-hmm. in what we're actually arguing or saying or feeling when we articulate it. Sure. Things sound differently in our heads, and then we put them out there and kind of think, well, maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. Well, they'd done all that, and it was as bad as they thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> they had laid all this stuff out. And so I, 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 just, uh, I, I just had to say a little prayer to the Holy Spirit. Uh, and uh, so what happened next was, uh, you know, it was a mind blower to me because it was the Holy Spirit uh, at Holy work. Spirit took over? I think so. Isn't that cool? No, it was fantastic. So here's here's exactly what happened. And I'm going to tell you about it right after we take this break. Oh, man, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I have to. We're That's getting too mean. close to the break. We gotta, we've got to take a break. And before we do that, I want to remind folks at home we've got a great website. It is the, great. TheCatholicCafe.com is where you go. Uh, also, I would love to hear from you. If you've got a story about uh, the Easter Vigil or about helping some folks coming into the church, or maybe you have an experience about Mass that you feel the same way, like, what is the deal? And when you email them, say something nice about me. Oh, yeah, Tom. We Please. Gotta, Tom needs a little buildup. I get a lot of bad press. Send, send me an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we will be right back. 
I'm Bester Zimski, and this is another great moment in church history. The teaching on the role, purpose, and value of the office of priest has been constant in the church for its nearly 2,000-year existence. The priest, even more than being simply defined by his sacramental functionality, acts in the person of Christ and calls each of us to offer ourselves fully in union with the one sacrifice of Christ. While many may think that the priesthood is a modern invention of the Catholic Church, it most assuredly is not. The writings of the early church fathers, those first Christians who were instrumental in protecting, nurturing, and spreading the one true faith, bear this out. St. Ignatius of Antioch, an early bishop and martyr, wrote around 110 AD about the distinct threefold ministry of the church. He said, Let everyone respect the deacons as they would respect Jesus Christ, and just as they respect the bishop as a type of father, and the presbyters, or priest, as the council of God and college of apostles. Without these, it cannot be called a church. St. Cyprian of Carthage in 250 AD had this to say about the priesthood. For if Jesus Christ, our Lord and God, is himself the chief priest of God the Father and has first offered himself as a sacrifice to the Father and has commanded this to be done in commemoration of himself, certainly the priest truly discharges the office of Christ who imitates that which Christ did. In his great work on the priesthood, written in the 4th century, St. John Chrysostom wrote, What priests do here below, God ratifies above, and the Master confirms the sentence of his servants. Then, just a few years later, St. Ambrose, when teaching on the authority of priests to hear confessions, tells us, It seemed likewise impossible for sins to be forgiven through penance, Yet Christ granted even this to his apostles, and by his apostles it has been transmitted to the office of priests. Finally, St. Augustine, when explaining why he clung to the Catholic faith, said, The succession of priests, from the very see of the apostle Peter, to whom our Lord, after his resurrection, gave the charge of feeding his sheep, up to the present episcopate, keeps me here. These are but a few of the many, many quotes from the early fathers which reveal that the ministry of the priesthood was, is, and always will be an awesome gift of Christ to his church. I'm Bester Zimski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, talking here to my buddy Tom Dorian, and we're talking sure. about this little couple yes. at the Easter vigil. At the 11th hour. Saying they don't want to come into the church yeah, because the Holy Spirit wasn't there or something. They weren't feeling it. That's stressful. And it's well, not stressful for you. Well, It's stressful for them. Well, they're just trying to, trying to sort things out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think. And I, I just think. Uh, so did you get them off the ledge? Well, here's what I did. What I did was basically I told him this. I said, you know what? Well, first of all, mm-hmm. why do you why do you go to church? You know, and it's interesting because they didn't know the answer. I mean, immediately. Yeah. They had to kind of stop and think. Well, we do. We've always done, and you know, we we go. I guess we go to worship Jesus. I said, yeah, all right, that's good. That's you know, that's why we go to church. Great answer. And uh, and there's nothing wrong with that answer. No. 
But really what I, I, I remember saying as I was talking to him, like, you know, a lot of people, why they go to church might even be, they might be misleading themselves or, and I didn't want to make it sound horrible, but a lot of people go to church for the wrong reason. Sure. And, and that it's even true in our Catholic culture. And totally. that's why, you know, I was going to kind of do this show and talk about it so that we sort of did a little introspection on our own. Oh, yeah. Why do we go to mass? But essentially I said, you know, it sounds like that it's an emotional issue for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, that you're going for the emotional high, you're going for the emotion. I mean, it's how you feel because she kept using those. I just want to let her talk. Uh, it was mostly her, her, her husband felt the same way, but she was expressing what they both felt. And they kept using the words f- feelings and like just not feeling it. And it wasn't, didn't feel Moving. right. Right. And so you start to realize that there's an emotional deficit there. Mm-hmm. And so what I helped them see is like, well, look, if it's all about feeling, then you need to stay where you are. Right. You know, because essentially that's, you know, that's, if that's, if, if, if you're looking for the Broadway show, because I didn't want to make it sound bad, you know, because there's a lot of churches that really spend a lot of time and effort on the production. Right. Right. They got the big fancy worship band, the choir, whatever they are, highly paid, paid professionals. You know, they're, they're, that's what their job is. Sure. Right. There's the music uh, worship leader at some of these churches. Video productions. Oh, and- my gosh. They have all this stuff. They even have like stage productions and people who do like the theatrical part of their presentation. No, they're not always that way. Right. And there's some beautiful little churches that don't do that. And it's not all about the stage show, but if you stop and think about it, really it's important how you present it in those churches mm-hmm. because there's a there's something that is deficient. And I know that sounds cruel, but what I tried to help this couple understand is like, you know, let me tell you why I go to Mass. And I said, I go to Mass for really essentially two reasons. Mm-hmm. That is to hear the word of God proclaimed and then to receive the living word of God in Eucharist, his actual body and blood, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And, and that's why I go to mass. Now, it's, an, it's a wonderful bonus if I get great music. Yeah. It, it does help me in worship. I, it, it helps me get into the mood and, you know, and, and just feel like things are sacred. And it's a wonderful bonus if it's great preaching. And it's a wonderful bonus if it's a it's a really nice priest that attracts a lot of folks, you know, who's like just really personable and says your name before he gives you the body of Christ. One of these really personable guys, you know. And you got the best altar servers and oh, absolutely. And if you're in a big you beautiful a, building, maybe it's a bunch brand of greeters new. and oh yeah, you know the big deal. Or, or if they have a wonderful youth program, yeah, you know these are all bonuses. What if they have a great outreach programs? They got a great. Uh, you know, charities and all the different things they're involved in. Ministries. Another bonus. Wonderful bonuses. What if they got extremely good donuts? We <laughs> we get our donuts from a place called Gibson's Donuts. And y'all look it up. When you're if you're oh, ever in Memphis, you go to Gibson's Donuts. It is the best donut it, in it the world. It is exactly right. It's been copied on the West Coast. It is the real deal. There's actually some guys locally who have a pizza restaurant that actually use the Gibson's dough. For their pizzas. Seriously? I'm serious. I need to know where this is. I'll tell you where it is. <laughs> Actually, I don't need to know where this is. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's hog and hominy, by the way. How about that? Yeah, that's the, they use Gibson's Donuts recipe for their wow. for their dough. Anyway. It's genius. Anyway, you might have excellent donuts. Right. With sprinkles and the whole nine yards. Great coffee with it. The thing is, if that's why you're going to Mass, 
going for the wrong reasons. You're missing the boat. Mm-hmm. Literally. That's true. Right? You're, you're not in the, in the boat of pun Peter. In, pun intended. Pun intended. And, and it's hard, you know, because there's a lot of people that will come and tell me that, you know, well, I like the, I like this mass because it's contemporary music. And I don't like that old stodgy, you know, conservative, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I, I like this. And I like the tambourine or the guitar or the drums and, and and people will you know have these different masses that have different flavors, and again I don't have a problem with that because you know I prefer prefer a Gregorian chant. Mm-hmm. I just think it sounds so beautiful. That beautiful subtle, you know, uh, sound it's just so sacred to me. It just yeah. re- makes me think I'm in a monastery or something, and just like in cloistered or something. I don't know. I'm just sitting in there and nothing but stained glass around me and an old stone, you know, and I'm sitting on a stone bench and nothing but me and my Savior, you know. And that's beautiful. I love that. But the reality is... It becomes problematic if, if you go just for that. If I'm only going for that. Right. Right. If that's why that I go. Sense. Because what sense. ends up happening is you get drawn into the emotion of it. Right. Or if you start following priests. Oh, right. that's Father so-and-so. He's a rock star. I love him. I don't care where he moves. I'm following him. Right. Well, now you became, you know, a priestite. Right. You, you, you become a follower of a man, and I'm not saying it's it's the, 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 that it's good to be a bad priest, and I'm not saying that it's not good to be a good priest. I'm saying it's it's a good and holy thing to be a good and holy priest. But that's not the reason. For and mass. trust me, the preaching is important too. Right. The last three popes we've had have all admonished our clergy for doing terrible homilies. <laughs> that we have dropped the ball in homiletics yeah. over the last. 30, 40, 50 years in our church. Mm-hmm. Right? We're, we're, we've gone to these sort of like uh, just vanilla, everything is warm and fuzzy, just not really fluffy, I guess. Just, sure. It's all fluff. Right. And I'm not saying all of it is. We've got some good preachers out there, but you know, on the whole, we need better preaching. Mm-hmm. But it can't be just for the preaching because the reality is you're going there for Jesus. Yep. We're, we're going there to worship our Lord and Savior, but in a special way to receive him, mm-hmm. right? To receive his revealed word as we hear the scriptures poured out upon us, right? And it helps yeah. if you have a good sound system, yeah. right? That's a bonus. It is a bonus. But you know, you have the readings in front of you. You've, you've got the opportunity to read this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when I said all this stuff, what was amazing, I said, look, I'm not going to tell you what you need to do. You've got to decide. That's up to you guys. Mm-hmm. Right, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. That's right. Well, you've heard that. There's a reason why there's that saying out there because this is a faith decision. So I said, you know, whatever you decide is fine. I will support it. And you know, if you want to come in later, if you don't want to come in, I'm still here. I can still help you with these things. We can still talk through all this stuff. That's absolutely fine. That's okay with me. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a I got an email two days later and I said, okay, we're in. You know, and I was so happy. And they had they had the best Easter vigil ever, and so did I because it's like I just love seeing that. Oh yeah. But again, it made me think, Tom. Mm-hmm. Why do we go to mass? Yeah. No, I mean we have folks in our own families who are like, well, Dad, I don't, I don't like that mass. Yeah. I like this one because it's more tuned in to the youth. Right. And it's like, yeah, maybe it is. But have you come to depend on stuff done at your level, at your, to your taste? Mm-hmm. Well, now it's about you. And right. I know that's a hard thing to hear. And also, I don't want to take the pressure off of liturgists to do things in a beautiful and sacred way. Right. To stick to the general instruction of the Roman Missal, to look at the rubrics, to follow the things that they're supposed to be followed, to do all these things. And then also to have the best possible music 
the best choices for songs, the 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 most uplifting preaching, but preaching that's re- the real deal to tell people the way it is and to help people live better lives as Christians. Sure. Those are important. They are. But at the end of the day, if Jesus is not present, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's right. What am, what am I doing? I might as well not go, because essentially right. I'm going to feel good. Yep. And and again, I don't want to downplay our separated brothers and sisters mm. in Christ. You know, the, the Protestants, some of them, that very beautiful services and very uh, beautiful and deeper, profound relationship with Jesus. But for the Catholic, it's not just about this me and Jesus thing. It's about me receiving Jesus, me being empowered by him, right. not on my own, and not having an emotional experience. Now, it's great when my emotions are aligned with my worship. Sure. That's a good and powerful thing. I think it's even more powerful. But so many Catholics spend so much time shopping masses, shopping priests, shopping musicians, you know, and they don't get the most out of it because they don't really understand fully what the benefit, what the what the uh, the most profound reality is in our faith. Mm-hmm. And that is the real and living abiding presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, you know, poured out for us at every mass so that we can live the best possible lives we can on this earth to prepare ourselves for eternity with him in heaven. Right. And this is, you know, supernatural fu- food. It is. It is fuel that's going to just going to carry us through the most difficult times in life. And I just think that there's so many folks that, that kind of miss that boat. Mm-hmm. And so really this show is about, I mean, I, I saw that because of the Easter vigil. I saw right. that because of this experience I had with this wonderful family who's now Catholic. Praise God. Welcome home. Right. Welcome home. It's a, it's a beautiful thing that they're Catholic, but I, I want all of us to appreciate fully our Catholic faith to run, to realize why we go to mass. And as guys, we're going to have to pony up. Amen. We're going to have to be, we're going to be there for our families to, uh, to lead them to a relationship with Jesus through our example and not go to be entertained ourselves. Right. Right. If we're going to be entertained, we're missing the boat. You get some entertainment. Entertainment's temporal. That's right. Jesus is forever. That's a big deal, isn't it? It is huge. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the resurrection, your Son showed his ultimate power over sin and death. Help us now, we pray, to realize that power when we celebrate the resurrection every time we attend Holy Mass. As we journey to live with you for all eternity in heaven, we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. for listening to The Catholic Cafe. For more information, visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You'll find many links to Catholic resources on the web. You can also listen to previous shows online, download MP3s, or take advantage of our podcast feature. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.